There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
Hello everyone and welcome to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell. This is episode 84. Kevin Spacey, we're coming for you. <laughs> wow. Um, what, what a way to start. But um, before we get into the, what is it used to say, before we get into the madness. Yes. We have a sponsor, a returning sponsor this week. As of, um, I'm just checking my audio's recording, yep. So the sponsor this week is Arguing Co. Legal. So Alan Argue is a personal friend of Darren's. He went to school with Darren. He's a lovely guy. I've had him in the studio a few times and he's a lawyer. So Alan specializes in personal injury, employment law, regulatory hearings, criminal injuries and funding issues. So if you've been in an accident, you know the drill guys, right? If you've been in an accident, it's not been your fault. Contact Alan. He's at argueandco.co.uk. Let me just click into the next bit of the website. You can call him on 0141-378-4145. You can email him at aar at argue.co.uk. All of these details will come up along the bottom. And his offices are at 9 George Square, G2, 1QQ. Alan is so sound, by the way. Just handing the, the phone. Uh, Alan's so sound, so see if you're not sure, if you've got a case, whatever like that, just give him a phone, give him an email, he'll take you through it, you're not wasting his time, and if you can get a claim, I think it's no one, no fee, he doesn't take a commission, he gets it after bastards at the other side. So contact Alan, thanks for sponsoring Alan, mate. Alan is an absolute belter of a guy. Notice how Paul's doing ad reads now, because I think I've got ADHD. And I'm fighting the urge to make horn noises during it. <laughs> one of them. Unit one of them. Thank you for the ad read there, Paul. I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but we're not in the studio this week because Paul's... Power issues. Yeah, the electricity's been cut off and I've got a fucking 10-day wait before I can get back in the studio. We were going to leave it a week, but we thought we can't do that. We had a week off two weeks ago while I was in Ibiza, so we're in my living room. Yes. Isn't it beautiful? Power issues. We're in Paul's flat. Paul's girlfriend Sharon's here as well. Episode 84. It feels quite weird that she's here as well because, you know, essentially for 84 episodes, I've been saying some mad shit. You want me to get into it? Let's get into it. Basically, I've been saying that I'm in love with the both of you and I want to be basically like three people in a relationship. I'll sleep on the carpet with the cats and stuff. And now you're in here looking at me. I'm sweating like fuck. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a weird situation for me. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> Is the phone still recording? I. Okay, great. Let's get into it, mate. Let's get into it. Yes, let's get into it. Um, thanks for letting us into your flat today, mate, because I know that must be stressful with power problems, but... Like we've the only time we've ever missed a podcast is when we've had a holiday, and there is a lot of people that listen to it, so it's it's good. You rely on us. Yes. Plus, I feel like if I don't do it, I just let myself go. I start to become pure stinking of shite and all that. I'm like, all right, keeps me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the podcast every week's keeping Darren alive. <laughs> me too, to be perfectly honest, but. I'm sweating with this coffee, mate. I am roasting. I'm roasting. I think it's because I thought I outed myself as a cuck to Sharon, but I'm like, no, there's something in that coffee. 
we were supposed to have a guest as well. A really, I don't know if you've heard of him, Sharon. A really funny up and coming um, musical artist called Leaf. Um, no fact, wait a minute. How do you pronounce it? I Leaf Cofield. He's Scandinavian, Scottish, and he's massive on TikTok as well. But I told him the situation, and he totally understood. So, so we'll get him on next week. He's a, it's a shame. Lad. It's a shame. He asked me to come on as well. Did he? Yeah. Is he a listener? Yes, because I discovered him on TikTok and I messaged him and I just said, you're funny as fuck. And six months later, he, he was like, can I come on your podcast? Amazing. Um, so is he like the next Capaldi? Good at music, but get the personality to be like a social media star type thing? He could be funny. He could be a stand-up comedian. He's doing his debut kind of tour at King Tut's. We'll get him on next week and we can talk about it, but... Um, I I was going to ask him that. I was like, you could do stand-up comedy. I feel like you're doing stand-up with the mic. I feel pure weird. Does it that, feels weird. Does right? it? Right, okay, that's what I was thinking. Does it feel more <laughs> comfortable for you because you're used to with the mic on stage? I mean, what? I'm dead inside, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I played music, I never had like the mic on a mic stand. So this feels weird. Yeah. I feel like a bingo caller. I've always been told, obviously it's not my first barbecue, I've always been co- told to keep it toward, at your chin. So anytime I'm on the stage, I just keep it at my chin. Right on the chin. Aye. Who told you that? <sighs> Can't remember. <laughs> your chin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck knows. I think I just told myself that. This is a really nice coffee, man. The coffee's brilliant. New coffee machine for the new flat, and aye, man, makes a belter. So, what about Kevin Spacey? What's going on? Basically, I said at the start of the podcast that I'm coming for him. I don't know. I mean, it seems pretty strange that he's not guilty. I found that weird. I just thought, like, what what's happening here? Has it been a lack of evidence or what? Like, what the fuck? Is he not supposed to have fucking done something weird to that guy that was in the Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery? That he was, was like 14 or something, 15. Proven not guilty last year. Was it? Yeah. Remember that time in K-Pax when he ate the banana with the peel still on it? Who? Kevin Spacey? No. You ever seen K-Pax? No. Oh my god. What's K-Pax? He plays an alien, which is done in this sheet, by the way, we can talk, talk about, about aliens? UFOs. I will talk about that in a minute. Right? Sharon, have you seen K-Pax? Oh, what is it we used to, man? Fucking hell. He plays an alien that comes down for space and he'll love... I was just going to say, like, we do normal things, you know, like... I know, I'm like, you have got a flat, jobs and, and love, and I'm just cutting about Glasgow, stinking of shite. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you've no seen K-Pax 1992? <laughs> he plays an alien. <laughs> he plays an alien that comes down and he gets sectioned, and in the hospital, he loves fruit, and he just eats bananas with the peel still on it, and I just, I've always found that funny as fuck. You ever ate a banana peel? Only because he'd done it. Right. To see what it was like. I was going to say, did you did you try that? Aye. How was it? Disgusting. Because it's like furry inside. Mm-hmm. I ate the lot of it. You can smoke banana peel. I've done that as well. How was that? I never get stoned off it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done it? No, the fuck. What? So Sharon's off, off camera. She just shouted at you. We made a bong out of banana. I don't remember that. I remember making one out of an apple.
Right, so apparently I done a bong at a banana. Did it work? Right, aye, it worked. Okay. Did you feel like banana man? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shit I'd say when I'm stoned. That's why I don't smoke. Banana man. Sharon and Paul smoke drugs as well. That's <laughs> 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 it's true. It's true. But so Kevin Spacey's been fun no guilty. I seen a newspaper headline that says that he wept in court when they they announced it. I mean, I've heard some stories. I know friends of friends that there's a difference between being a sex offender and being a creepy bastard, right? Even though you're a creep, it's no illegal. I don't think. <laughs> Notice how I'm panicking. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Cold bead of sweat just running down the side of your head. No, Five like, months for now, Glasgow Live, Bobby for Scott Squad, like that, coming out the court. <laughs> I'm just smoking a banana. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's still in frame, just shifted her. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Make sure you stay in frame. We're, we're very close here, very intimate. Yes. So, you're right. Like, this is coming to the sort of BBC Hugh Edwards stuff, I suppose. Like, there's a difference between legality morality and sort of like what people will accept and i think that i seen maybe heard something or seen i've been driving a lot during this house movement it was maybe clyde one where his lawyer says that kevin spacey leaves himself open to these things because he lives a promiscuous lifestyle now being promiscuous and being a pedo or raping somebody is completely different you know I, i'm i'm with you now if he's been creepy and he's been promiscuous, it's like, should we be taking cunts to court for that? But if it's like a lack of evidence, like it's really hard to get somebody convicted of this type of yeah. stuff, unless there's footage, camera footage or witnesses. So if it's been the case that it's been his word against his and it's been found not guilty because there's a lack of evidence, it's been years, maybe he did do it and they've just, they can't convict him. Yeah. Either way, don't leave your son running about fucking Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I've heard some stuff about him being strange to actors that I don't really know directly. It's like, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend. And, uh, aye, it's a sad, a sad situation. Remember he got mugged in a park years ago? No. It was in London, you know, the famous kind of park that George Michael got caught in? What's the dogging park you stayed in London? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the what's the one they go to? It's the one they go. I know, but what's the one that they go to? to dog. All right, okay. Ham, Hampstead Heath. Uh, Hampstead Heath. Yes. Hampstead Heath. Hampstead Heath. Yes. Right. I think that is a notorious one, actually. So he was walking his dog, and he get mugged at like four in the morning. Nah, so he did. He get mugged, and the police were like, "Why were you walking your dog?" And he was like, "Say his dog's name was Fluffy or something." He's like, "When Fluffy needs to pee, she needs to pee." Oh fuck's sake! Right. So he's been out fucking touching bobies at fucking four in the morning, and somebody's mugged him. Do you know the comedian Joey Diaz? I think we've maybe spoke about him before. Um, if people, you know, like if you're watching and you're like, "Who's that?" Just Go to YouTube and put in Joey Diaz's funniest moments. You'll like cry laughing. He told a fart story on Rogan, which literally like I think about at least once a week. But he told he told a story saying that when they were young, he stayed in the Bronx in New York and they had a scam where they got their 
young, good-looking pal to lure old married men to a tree where they would be like up the tree and when he would take his pants down to get this young guy to suck his dick, they would jump at the tree and mug him. So maybe Kevin Spacey's been hit by... The young team. <laughs> Don't get anybody any ideas in Glasgow. That's what you'll be. That's what it'll be, Glasgow life. Aye, the Darren AYT. Connell, Darren Connell mugged. Darren, Darren Connell mugged at the Clyde. I'm going to get a side hustle. I was actually, do you know where Kelvin Grove is? The park at the where McTassos is and uh-huh. stuff. Former uh, podcast sponsors. There's a toilet there, a public toilet. And I walked. Bandstand? Yes, no fact that wasn't it there. It was uh, Botanic Gardens. Aye, mm-hmm. I love how you can read my mind. I just uh, know all the public toilets in Glasgow, down, but I've not got a duck to walk. I <laughs> when Fluffy <laughs> needs to pee, she needs to pee. So I went in there yesterday for a pee. Right, I don't know if I'm just fucking half my nut, right? But I walked in and there was an old guy standing at the urinal, and I'm walking in and he's doing a pee, and the mirror's on the wall, and I'm looking in the mirror to look at the old guy. And he literally was like that. Hunt <laughs> running and he was just looking at me. And I think he was waiting for some type of, like, signal. Like, one in or whatever. Aye. But I went in and I shut the door and I just done a pee with the door shut. He would have been gutted. I can hear a click coming from my MacBook. Let's turn that off. Aye, well, that is the, the stereotype, isn't it? Is the, you know... Posited gay men meeting in public toilets for delicious <laughs> sex. <laughs> I, I like glory holding or whatever, you know. They don't judge you for walking about Glasgow stinking a shit. <laughs> they love you for who you are, Paul. Do they? Hi. Have you ever been having a shite in a public toilet and seen a phone number <laughs> Scored into the fucking door, pure phone, this number? <laughs> I've always like, I mean, obviously it's for that type of hang, right, that you're talking about. I've always wanted to just be like, text it like, you alright? Like, a, a, a genuine question, like, are you okay? Yeah. Is everything alright in your life? You don't really see numbers about anymore, do you know? I've... I think the internet's killed yeah. a lot of this type of stuff, you know? Aye. The good old days, when a married guy could just suck another married guy's cock, and it wasn't any fucking logos or shit like that, remember? <laughs> Didn't he need an app? <laughs> it wasn't gay. No, it's all fucking, I don't know, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Mental. Oh, uh, man. So, did they say anything to you? Was there any, like, was there a cough involved? Like, see, when you went in and locked the door, did they go like... <clears throat> I think he said that with his face. I mean, he was literally, literally like that. Straight to the camera. Like that. Maybe he was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I was flattered. <laughs> I would be, I'd be flattered as well. I've had that a couple of times in public bathrooms. I've had all sorts of weirdos. Aye. So, um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm having no, horrifying uh, flashbacks. Like, having PTSD flashbacks. So, I get Kevin Spacey, what do you think? Creep or jail? Creep. No, I think it's been a jail offence. So, what do you think about the, the guy... Star Trek, because he said, I think the allegations, like you said, it's been proven not guilty, so it was alleged, alleged that he 
snuck into a bedroom or something and he was underage and like touched him. No, he woke up and he was performing sexual acts on him. Is that no the allegation? I don't think so. I don't know. No? I don't know. <laughs> See, this is why like straight white guys shouldn't do podcasts because I think we just see wee bits of tweets and stuff and just go that's what I, happened I think it from what I've read I've not even really read the full story so sorry if it's not true but I think he was creepy to him in a hotel room like touchy-feely but he never actually done anything right okay I think he for what I read I think he he put his body weight on him like he lay on top of him right okay but I don't know if anything happened. But, oh, a creepy bastard. But I think he got a trial in America and England, and he was not guilty in both countries. Right, okay. So, so hard. I mean, the justice, especially when it comes to these things, I think we're at the sort of point, the new, where know that any sort of sexual assault's new, but getting them to trial, getting them in a courtroom, it's all kind of newish. Yeah. And they're still trying to find their feet on how we can try and convict people for those allegations like that. Because I think there's like, I've seen a statistic, it was like under 1% are actually convicted. And that's the cases that make it to court. And I think he complaints, it's somewhere in the sort of 10 to 15% make it to court. So you're talking about like a fraction of a percent of people that are alleged to have assaulted people sexually get convicted. Yeah. So, Creep. Creep. I know we're giggling away, sexual assault is not a funny subject, uh, but at least House of Cards is coming back. No, See, uh, that's the thing I genuinely miss, is that um, he's a talented actor, yeah. supremely talented actor. It's just a shame that all these cunts are all creepy bastards, like Tarantino, you're like, guy's a genius, oh no, he's literally made his full movie <laughs> career because he likes feet. He's yeah. like, like, do you know that way where like you get all these Instagram guys that are like pure, you need to know your why. There's a whole book called Why, and it's about tuning in to the reason why you do things so that you can motivate yourself. Yeah. Has he, like, he's been like, how do I get to see Murphy? Yeah. Write them into movies and then made himself like a genius movie director. Aye. It's not even <laughs> like... But see, some of the scenes, have you seen the... Oh, what's the vampire one? Have you seen that? From Dust Till Dawn. That that was uh, Rodriguez, wasn't it? That was uh, Robert Rodriguez, but they're like the same guy. So see when like he's writing scenes and he's like, guy walks into the bar and he pulls the, the most beautiful stripper in the bar and like she's got champagne coming down her leg and it's half her feet in T's mouth. Uh-huh. You're like, you're just right. You've just wrote that scene for yourself, yep. mate. And also, I find it very uh, concerning that Harvey Weinstein, he's come out and said he's like a dad to me, right? We know mm. what that cunt's been convicted of. Thankfully, he's getting blasted in a jail right now. But um, he also wrote a scene where Juliet Lewis, who was like 16 at the time, and he like gets fired into her. Yes. So he plays a pedophile in a movie. Yes. She's got a feet scene in that man like get that to fuck and it's very creepy and then there's the whole every time in my fairman's anywhere near a fucking camera that he's in charge of he, it's focused on the feet yeah kill bill and then i'm pretty sure in kill bill volume two he wrote into her contract that he got today the scene where he spat in her face yeah i mean i i've it's, said on the podcast i'm a bit of a tall goblin but see when i watched uh 
Hollywood. What's the one Hollywood? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, like, have you seen that? Every single scene has Perfect. got a feet scene in it, and even I'm like, that is so blatant and so weird. Hi, look. See if you've got a bit of a kink, right? There's nothing wrong with that, and yeah. you're out there and you're honest, and somebody consensually is like, "Here's photos of my feet," or I like guys that are into feet. That's fine, but see when you get yourself to a point where you're one of the top Hollywood directors, you're casting people that you fucking you're in love with, mm. and that they've knocked you back, and then you're writing feet. See, that's <laughs> where it gets. That's where it becomes like you're now abusing your power. Yeah. And that's what people that you know, that's what Harvey Weinstein did, you know. It was like, I will give you these roles if you let me do X, Y, and Z. And if you go back pre two thousand ten or whatever, I these things happened all over the place and nobody said anything and it was oh it's all right to do that, but it's not all right to do that. It is absolutely yeah. not okay to do that because you're putting people in a position who may be poor, want their career, and you're dangling it in front of them. And saying like, you know, give me a blowjob and I'll stick you and I'll make you a star. It's like, get yeah. the fuck, man. Either date or you don't, you know what I mean? Do you want to be in Sharknado 07? <laughs> like my fart box. I would lick somebody's fart box for that, man. Police Academy 19. <laughs> <laughs> who, could, who could you play in Police Academy, Jink? I would just do like the American Bobby. Just wouldn't even change it. Just put an, Amer an American accent on call myself Robert. Hi. <laughs> Mate, you're like, the, you're, you're like the British John Belushi. Hi. Um, James? Yeah. James? John? John. Aye, James. James is good as well. Aye, but James was the one that was in like Red Heat with mm. Schwarzenegger. Mm. I'm a big fan of him. K9, was that? One with the Doug? Yes, I was going to say he also pumped Roseanne Barr, but that wasn't him, that was uh, somebody else. John Goodwin? <laughs> no, I was... He played her husband in the, aye, in the aye. TV show. There was a comedian that went out with Roseanne and he took her for alimony and stuff. Did he? And he gets still gets slaughtered to it for this day. She's a fucking nut horn, man. That's going to annoy me that I don't know who that guy is. I always ask you how your week has been. How's your week been? Well, 23 minutes in, we're getting on plan. Yeah. Um, Stressful, mate, moving house. The internet in the fucking place, man, brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, pretty work and fucking move. So, and then the fucking shit with the studio. So, no. Yeah. It's not been a good week. It's not been a good week. It's pretty good, though, that you got in here so quick. Aye, I mean, like, thanks to Sharon, she's been, like, decorating the place and putting all the, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, you know, aye, she's done everything, pretty much. M many bedrooms. Can I move in? Thank you. <laughs> That's it, it's salty. <laughs> I don't need a bed. It's cool. I'm I'm no fussy. I'm no fussy. It'll be like Blair Witch, like you open the door and you'll just be stoning <laughs> face in the corner. Just for your... Or you know, like you'll wake up during the night and it'll be like Mission Impossible when he's floating off the ceiling. No. <laughs> <laughs> just that. Alright. He's wired. You're right. You want a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> you got a straw? Hi. <laughs> what do you mean you've no seen K-Pax? Wake up, we're watching it. Um. Well, that's good that you've had a good week. I've no, I've not had a good week. <laughs> I know, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's been brutal, mate. Stressful. I'm tired. I'm working all weekend. But, um, 
you know, no rest for the wicked, I suppose. You're going to see, you're working with Gary tonight, aren't you? I'm uh, up at the Gardine in Dundee, which is actually like the least stressful thing because I know that they're good. Yeah. They're a cracking theatre and they take, the last time I was there, it was absolutely no hassle at all. I did my panto in there. I've also done a solo show in there. That's a good wee theatre. Is it sold out? Yep. And Amazing. tomorrow night sold out in Hamilton. And I think this is us on the sort of bigger rooms. We started out in the sort of... One to two hundred last week we did Kilmarnock, which was five hundred seater. So don't the Gardiners. Uh four hundred, I right. think. And then I think Hamilton's nearly a thousand. Wow man. Good on Gary. I moot my fucking tits on that coffee, by the That's way. Good, I'm actually like Aye, I'm about thinking about the past. About <laughs> 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 to have a panic attack. Aye. No, but that's good. I, I hope Gary's well and I hope he, I hope he enjoys his show tonight. Have you been enjoying doing it on tour? Aye, it's been great, man. It's always good working with them, man. It's, the smaller venues can be a bit hit or miss because I've got tech requirements like for the sound and the visuals and stuff and sometimes you turn up and Especially in the council-run venues, they've got like wee guys that are at college and all that, and they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it's not their fault, you know. It's um, the venue's fault, especially if somebody like Gary's coming, selling it out. Like, get a proper tech in the fucking house, Aye, you know what exactly. I mean? Jesus Christ! But um, exactly. we're moving. Like I said, we're moving into the sort of the the. We're moving into August. We're moving into the proper proper sort of rooms, you know, building up to Glasgow in September in the pavilion. This September, mm-hmm. brilliant. I'll come to that. I'll come to I that. I think it's nearly sold out. Aye, I'll come. I'm going to give you a shout. Stone at the back, like that. Should have been me. How come I'm not on that stage? <laughs> and then after it, Gary, man, well done, mate. That was brilliant. <laughs> Cut to. Stone at the back, like, he's fucking shite, man. I should be up there. And then, oh, it was a great gig, mate. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes, that's man. best pals with Kevin Spacey. Fucking eats babies and all that. I here, don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just, I heard it through someday. I know. Then I'm in Glasgow live. <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding on, Gary. I'm at my tits on that coffee. Saying you eat babies. I never thought I'd say that on a fucking podcast. Sinead O'Connor, man. I know, mate. How sad is that, man? That's a gutter, by the way. You know, I, I've always had a bit of a crush on her. I always found that she was beautiful. A crush? Aye. Found she was beautiful. In her younger years, no. In her, you know. Roll up years? Aye. Her roll up years. <laughs> aye. I mean, she's always a be- She's always had a beautiful soul, but I thought, aye. like, back, back in the day, she was very attractive. But 56 years old, man, that is fucking heartbreaking. I know, mate, it's like a Glasgow da, isn't it? Like the fucking age that the Glasgow men go. Aye. But she, I mean, I think the last year, she's had some horrible sort of family circumstances and stuff. Yeah. I also don't, I mean, I also, she looked stressed. See, when you've seen her, like in the last sort of five to ten years, she always looked pretty stressed out. I wonder, like, she was always quite vocal against the Catholic Church and was very anti-establishment and you know i wonder if she had some trauma in, in her life like but i mean we were we were listening to something was it blind boy and he was saying Who, what was it like meeting prince and she was like oh he done something horrible to me yes and i was like what like what the fuck yeah um so i think she was you know like 
you meet the people and you're like, oh man, it's quite a tragic soul. Like quite yeah. a. Tra- I think she was a bit like that, but she was one of the she was one of the boys, man. Big time, like going out there and at the height of her career, went fucking absolute two barrels for the Catholic Church. I can go for it, man. Yeah. She said that there was a great thing that she said on the Blind Boy podcast where he was like, you you ruined your career, or she was saying there was this sort of narrative that I ruined my career, and she was like. I ruined the career that people thought I was going to have. She was like, I had exactly the career that I wanted. I think she probably made, she said that she made it so that her career was that she made the most amount of money performing live. She had no interest in having like hit songs and she just happened to have one. But she wanted to be able to go out and tour and I think because she never really had a hit that wasn't a cover. Yeah. So you make limited amounts of money for that. I think she, I think she loved her life. I think she liked her career. So people being like, oh, she ruined her career. It's like, well, who are you to fucking say that? Do you Aye. know what I mean? Leave it up to her to judge her. Aye. You work in farm foods, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Stop getting feedback to Sinead O'Connor. Um, I think she was the victim of like Harvey Weinstein's of the music world. I'm sure I heard that in an interview. Right. And then, but what I found quite offensive was that she's clearly been struggling for years. She's a tortured uh, genius. Uh, and then she passes away. And then everybody's completely devastated. And you're like, she's been like this for 20 years. Why were you never fighting her corner when she was alive? And then they're showing clips of Joe Pesky. Have you seen that? No. He was the host of Saturday Night Live the week after she ripped up the pa- the page of the Pope. Uh-huh. And he was like, um, if I seen her, I would slap her. Um, okay. If I seen her, I would pull her hair. No, wait, I'd pull her eyebrows off. And everybody's like, fuck Joe Pesky and all that stuff. But the now? No yeah. back then? No back then. Right. No two weeks ago. Uh-huh. No three weeks ago. This has been on YouTube for 30 years. Like, it's never been hidden. It was on Saturday Night Live's website up until yesterday. And now everybody's like, you shouldn't say you hit women and stuff. And I'm like, you should always be like that. No, just because she's fucking died. 100% mate. I didn't know that, man. And Joe Pesci, you know what I mean? What you got fucking day? I would bet my fucking... I would bet my life that Sinead O'Connor would have knocked fuck out Joe Pesci. Aye, definitely. See these cunts that I play, play the big hard man? Like, I know that he's absolutely took the piss out of this, so I love it. But Ross Kemp? Yes. See the way, like, he's pure... Seen extras? But it's, like, pure Aye. cut. And he's, pure, he's posh and, like... But he's trying to portray the hard man like Joe Pesci, a mad midget. What's that all about? But Italian, Aye. Catholic. I kind of, you know, I get it, right? Okay, but I get it as well, and I, I'm willing to. Obviously, I don't support fucking violence against women, right? But I'm willing to compare him to like your old granda that says something at a Christmas table, and you everybody cringes in unison. And we'll be like, just let him say it because he's fucked. Aye, 100%. But like, get it straight, right? And before anything else, I was raised a Catholic. I was, you know, baptized all the way up to confirmation. You know, I went every Sunday for the first eight years of my life. But John Paul II was the pedophile hider. He was the one that got, when they made the complaints, he shifted them a bit. Like, I know that he's the famous Pope, just like, Queen Elizabeth the Second's like the the face of the royal family because of the media and all the video, and he came here and the Pope mobile and everybody loved him, 
but I'm sorry. Like, just that's it's enough for me. He spoke outright against uh, homosexuality. He was one of the ones that told him not to use con. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dumps during the AIDS epidemic in Africa. Like, he also gets that sort of pass of being an old man, but now the day in 2023 as we look back, he was a cunt. Like, so her ripping that up, I'm sorry, like, I'm I'm on her side. Like, and when you hear about some of the shit that went on in the Catholic orphanages and in the Republic of Ireland, it's horrific what they did to the women. They took kids off them, see if they had illegitimate kids, took the wings off them and gave them to fucking priests and that. No, like just I'm yeah. totally on Sinead O'Connor's side. Like, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, she looked stressed out. Something's maybe happened in her past, like you're saying. Her son, you know, passed away a year ago as a young man and all that. Like, I just hope she gets some peace. You yeah, know what I mean, and like you're saying, we're all hypocrites when it comes to this. It's like, oh, poor Sinead, oh, that's tragic. But nobody gave a fuck two days ago. Yeah, you know, if you were to go up to people, it'd just be about a song that she sung in nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one. You know what I mean? And it's aye, totally, mate. Supposedly she was spotted eating a banana with the peel still on it. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm very sorry. It's worse than the vaccine than that. Eating a banana with the peel still on it. Do you know that? I'm surprised that we didn't get like she vaccinated. Oh, that's aye. Is that happen? Yeah. Right. That's all it is. That's all it is. What is it with all these people that are under 95 that are just suddenly dying? Yep. All right. <laughs> Sad bastards. Anyway, rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. You fucking babe. You Irish babe. I don't know where to look, by the way. It's because the camera is right there, but Sharon's right behind the phone, so... You know, it is quite weird, isn't it? It's, I mean... It's strange. Aye. We would get used to this. Like, right, Sinead O'Connor ate a banana with the peel still on it, and that's why she died. All right, Sean. <laughs> All right, hen. Hen. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about UFOs. Yes. We, How were we? Well, we're at 35 minutes, but we have... I, I said to you a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, Maybe about three weeks ago, we should do a Patreon. I was like, sharing TikToks with you. But no... That has went from being some sort of weird convention that happened to now, where did we have like a congressional hearing like two days ago where the whistleblowers are coming forward and let's let's have a wee, a wee, a wee chinwag about the UFO I've situation. Got, I've got that done as a note, mate. 
I mean, it is flat out. I've put UFOs are happening. Uh, non-human remains have been found, and nobody really gives a fuck. Uh, like on Twitter and stuff. Uh, it's have, just mental. Have you been looking on Aye. Twitter? Aye. So what are people saying about it? So first of all, just in case people like tell me what's happened, because I, I honestly, mate, I have not been on the internet like for a couple of days. So I know that the whistleblowers went and spoke, but that's about the extent that I know. Whistleblowers went to Congress and swore under oath that the whistleblowers are people that have worked in the American Army, uh, fighter pilots, and they've worked within the government. And these guys swore an oath that the government have alien craft, they have alien bodies, and uh, aye, they've, they've recovered like wreckage for, like, around the world. So this is part of, so the, the chat is that Roswell happened in the 50s. Yes. So all the eyewitnesses was over 150 people said that they saw a craft crash. They also, I think they had a few people who said that they saw the government at the time take away a body. So this is all like being an ether, but yeah. it's been this sort of like, you're an utter, mm. if, if people would believe it. But I think one of them, so I heard, the whistle, I've been listening to this for years, right? But they're confirming that they've reversed engineered the technology. So this is getting into like Bob Lazar. No, like yes. Bob Lazar, I'm sure we've mentioned this, but just in case we've got some new listeners, Bob Lazar anonymously called a radio show in like 87, 85, 86, 87, and said, long story short, three things, that the American government had a working craft that they had reversed engineered off a one that they had found, which was a wreckage, that they had developed an element, that so element 213, so they had developed this new element, which was like a type of metal or whatever that they had got off the craft, and that it was being kept in the mountain next to Area, so was it Area 51? Yeah. There's a hill. So Area 51 is where people, that's where they originally took it, but they had bore into the hill next to it, and that's where the the base was. Um, and now we're getting guys coming out and sort of confirming that. Aye, it's aye, it's mental. And then you've got remember the Scottish thing that we spoke about on the podcast. There uh-huh. was a photo of the UFO in Scotland. Can I remember what it was called? Off the top of my head. But I, my pal, sent me a message yesterday, and he's like, "I think next year is going to be the year that it's official that they say." Aliens are like 100%. It's going to be worldwide media. They'll show you craft. They'll show you bodies. But it's funny seeing t- people... Some I seen a tweet. Somebody was like, imagine seeing an alien on Jake Paul's podcast. Like, kind of sums up the fucking... That's where your head world. went. You're like... So <laughs> we have military, like, certified military personnel <laughs> to America go in front of... Congress, which you can get done for literal treason and go to jail for life if you lie under oath. They confirmed that they have seen or they have seen documentation or they have spoke to eyewitnesses that confirmed that there are UFOs, dead aliens, and that the American US military have managed to reverse and weaponize that shit. And you're going, I see an alien on Rogan. Hi. 
I think we've already seen a f- Jordan Peterson's a bit of a fucking alien, but yeah, um, Men in Black <laughs> vibes. <laughs> like he's going to unzip that suit and just like a wee fucking goblins going to come out. But <laughs> that is where people's heads went. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Have you? We've we've spoken about this before, but <clears throat> the guy who has basically brought all these people together is a guy called Doctor Stephen Greer. Yes. So he's the guy who had the conference like four or five weeks ago where these guys came out for like the first time and were talking openly. Um, he believes in the... This was the thing that we were going to talk about. You're like, that's maybe a bit heavy for Patreon. Like we talk about mental health. We talk, we try and make things funny. But basically he believes the conspiracy that the German rocket scientist... Uh, Werner von Braun said on his deathbed that the American government are going to fake a alien invasion. So this is called Project Bluebeam. Yes. And there has been leaked CIA documentation that has confirmed that this was a thing, but know what it was going to do. But what the, what he said was going to happen was that at some point, Within the next 40 years of his death, when he died in 1985, 1984. So I'm getting a bit, I'm getting a bit sort of suspicious about a lot of this shit. But he said that what they will do is they'll fake an alien invasion using technology that they've managed to develop. And then the hope will be that people will stop following religion and everybody will just come together against the aliens and we'll have like this sort of one world government. That's what he said. So it kind of plays into a lot of conspiracies. Fear. Anything's believable. I think it's a probably a mixture, mixture of everything. Like that would be a tool that they would use to scare us. But I think they would drip feed us actual maybe real stuff. Uh huh. But create a fake like invasion or something. Uh huh. They'll try and create it by saying, "Look, we've found this craft or this body or whatever." But it's weird as fuck. It's mental. Are you worried? I'm fucking dead inside, man. I was lying in my bed last night. I've not even got a sheet in my bed. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm lying on a fucking mattress. I'm nearly 40. I am ready to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like, I know what we're having a laugh, but this is why TikTok and Twitter are not reacting to it, mate. We, when I, so when Sharon showed me the, I don't go on TikTok, right? I purposely stay away from it. I think it's so addictive, so stimulating that I'm just like, nah. Like, I've got enough shit in my life that's addictive as I reach for a fucking vape. Um, I don't need another thing fucking with my fucking dopamine levels, but I'll dip in if something big happens. And Sharon shared with me, like, the Dr. Stephen Greer, and it was a, a TikTok by somebody that was like, Literally the most insane shit is happening right now in America and nobody's paying attention. We went into the top comment <laughs> was like, I can't feed my kids. I don't give a fuck about this. And what you're saying is, is that people are so stressed. People are either so depressed or so stressed out about this fucking shithole of world society that we've been built and basically get forced into because we don't have a fucking choice in this shit. And you can't even go to Tesco anymore. See if you actually want to eat a banana with a skin on it, man. It's going to cost you about fucking 15 quid with the cost of living. That people are just <laughs> like, I don't care about this. But 
I think we'll start to fucking care. See when we can see them floating. About. Yes. Like we can see shit fucking floating about going at fucking a thousand mile an hour or whatever. Or, you aye. know, like the, the drone technologies, like, aye, I think we'll start caring. I think we'll start caring big fucking time. What would you do? Let me ask you this. If a spaceship came down, right? Came down, landed here, and an alien came out, or a non fucking human. As they can't call it, what would you say to it if you had an opportunity? What would I'd be like? How much do you already know about me? <laughs> and they're like, nothing, but I'm, I'm one of the good guys, man. <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> Take me away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would probably be like, I, I know everything, man. Aye. Just plug in. Yep. Just start winging it. I'm the president of the world. <laughs> exactly, and I'm exactly. here to talk to you about presidential things. Like, why are you fucking wearing shorts? Uh, short in it. Imagine it was the, they were like, um, we're going to give Scotland their independence and we're going to make it the alien republic of Scotland. Only Scotland, though. Nowhere else. It's only Scotland that they keep, and they just fucking nuke the rest of it. They're like, we're going to keep you. You cunts are all right. That makes me dread about, like, radio adverts and stuff, because you know that when the alien comes out, Iron Brew will be pure. Give it a can of Iron Brew. And everybody's like, yeah. Mate, I was just about to say, see if the land, like, I was going to say, like, just get a can of Iron Brew. Like, <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, Americans, like, it's like Ryan Reynolds reacts to UK snacks? Yes. And every time they're always like, what's this stuff? Fucking hell, man, that's good. Yeah. Do you know what I would say if an alien came out? But, but, I'd do that. Du, 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 du. Close Encounters? Aye. Um, Red Group Edition. Red Group Edition. <laughs> du, du. Um, they make subtitles. Do, 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 do. Have you seen that film, Sharon? Yeah. It's a good film. Steven Spielberg. Yes. Do they know, do the aliens in that know attack? No, I think they came to give us a message. It was a good movie. Imagine they were like, um, they came down and they're like, ah, we've, got, we've got an important message for you. Nine of them is an inside job. <laughs> Hi. Get into the cold water. Imagine that. I'd be like, do you eat bananas with the people still on them? Imagine that. A Glasgow dafty saying that to an alien. And we try the alien would just be like, let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. What the fuck is that? There's your mercy, there's your mercy. Can you take me away? Bye, driver. Or talking to an alien here, brother. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm 10 pence short of a bottle of wine. You're like, that's an alien, mate. No, go 10, it's no get fucking pockets. It's no get fingers, mate. Might be able to materialise money. But see, if, let's just, you know, hypothetically, let's just say that this happens, right? Like your mate's right. Then the next year, they're like, oh, look, we've got this shit. We've had it since the 50s, blah, blah, blah. What do you think will happen? I think Tarantino would have alien toes in his movies. <laughs> no, I think, I think genuinely, like, notice how I can't even say that, right? Genuinely, right? No, no, listen to my expert opinion on this. 
Um, I think like through all this technology, technology and all that, I think they could like cure fucking. Oh no way! <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on. I'll, I'll put it on the screen. Evidence of Paul smoking a banana bong. Amazing. Imagine just showing that to the alien president. That's the human race, mate. Look at his status, man. That's that's that is that's hilarious. Um, sorry, what do you think would happen? So, I think things like people would become ageless. So the possibility of like living past one hundred would be what cocoon. I basically it's cocoon Glasgow edition, uh, and things like cancer, dementia. I think with that type of technology, I think we could. I I was going to say like, has there been other than like ET, like the single alien, right? We've had ET, Macney, what was that one that uh, Paul? Yes. That Simon Pegg made, but it was friendly aliens. But if we had any other men in black, obviously, but they had the bad aliens as well, like the attacking ones. But um, what were we talking about? There? Cocoon. I hope they're the cocoon aliens. Well, you can get bad ones as well. There's an amazing film called Fire in the Sky about a guy that was a logger back in the 70s and they were doing a shift out in the woods uh-huh. in America. Right. And uh, this guy seen a light come down through the sky and he started running towards it and all his mates were like, don't fucking run towards that. And he ran towards it. Supposedly the craft took him. He disappeared for four days and reappeared in the tun. Uh, hydrated, dehydrated, starving, and he phoned his pals, they phoned the police. Police thought they were full of shit, but he, every single one of them took a lie detector test, and to this day, um, they've passed it, constantly passed it. The guy was on Joe Rogan, the film is amazing, and it's like really believable. It's a good, it's a good film. Wow. Fire in the sky. And what did they date him? Does he remember? Oh, it's pretty horrible scenes. Or like fucking getting in about his father and all that. So. Right, so like Cartman, <laughs> like that, the anal probe. Aye. Let's fucking get in about that and that. Made get him. that fart box out. Big Glasgow accent. The lot that and the questioning like that. So what happened? What was the outcome? Like I was dehydrated because I fucking shot my load about 10 times every time they were in my fucking arsehole. <laughs> Everybody coming back for transmit. I get fucking aliens tickets. Like, no, you were on a four day bender, mate. Gonna give you a Capri Sun, man. I'm fucked, man. <laughs> Capri Sun. <laughs> and a munchy box. Aye. <laughs> He's a munchy box. So, aye. I, I'm quite happy. I'm excited about all that stuff. I want it to happen. Life is fucking boring. It's time for, it's time for a change. Come down and sort us out. We've spoke about this in the podcast. There was a school in South Af- Africa. I don't know if you've heard this, Sharon, but back in the day in South Africa, there was a bunch of kids in a, a primary school that witnessed a craft coming down and it landed in the playground. And supposedly, it all communicated with them through telepathic messages. And it was like 200 school kids. The teacher denied it and said that they were lying. But the teacher came out recently and said that she was scared and didn't want to say anything and she changed her story and said I was too terrified to say anything. So they actually said that they seen 
aliens come out of this craft. Um, they did a documentary about them recently that they all caught up and like I, it's not been debunked. All of them had lie detector tests and with the telepathic stuff they were saying that the, the people in the craft were telling them that you need to look after the world and like kind of warning them. It's, I don't know, you just put in South African primary school alien and it'll come right, up. Okay. It's like the most famous alien story that's came out of South Africa. Imagine that. Imagine that's what happened. They came down and they were just like, he's a fuck this, what he's doing. I know. What have he's done? Well, that, um, that's, an inter- that. that's a very interesting theory because the, the, there's a part of the theory about bending space-time, right? So you've got space, right? Which is, you know, we're in space right now. No talk about like what we call space, but you have space, which is just everything, right? Like interstellar. Aye. Well, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like that interstellar. A lot of the modern sort of space movies are based on theoretical physics, like the and yeah, inter, interstellar is based on string theory yeah. in the fourth dimension. So the. There is a lot of it, and that's where a lot of the stuff where the conspiracy theorists will be like, oh, Hollywood, no. And you're like, no, look, Albert Einstein told us about this in the 30s. Like, we've known about this stuff. It's just been theoretical, and and we've slowly but surely, over the decades, proved the theory right yeah. or wrong. So all these Hollywood movies, it would be like going like, oh, look, there's a war. You know what I mean? And like there was a war in a movie, like, oh, they must have known something. It's like, no, like they fucking know that we're gonna go to war. They know what happens when we go to war. So they use these sort of theoretical physics to predict this stuff. But I like interstellar, but there so there's space and then there's time, but then there's space time. So yeah. obviously there's like speed of light, speed of sound, that yeah. exists within space time because it takes time for it to get <laughs> light to get for here to here. I'm like, are we back at a fucking gaff? Four in the morning. There's time. No, no, no. Wait. There's time, then there's space time. Do you know what I mean? But basically... <laughs> An hour in space is actually nine hours. Okay, Passes yeah. that banana. Be the other way about. Can I take a puff of that? If you want, but it's uh, strong nicotine. Nah, so it's cool. um, Take a wee puff. Um, so the, I think the theory, and mate, I'm at all, like, you know, I'm no fucking smart or anything like that, is, is that they've found a way to be able to fold space time. So that the distance... I'm sorry, man. So the, the time that it takes you to travel the distance is shorter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's basically... So if it's us for the future, basically that could... If the theory's right about string theory and the, the space-time continuum and all that type of stuff, they would be able to do that and it might be us. And would it be beyond doubt that the vaccine... Oh, no! Crash the fucking thing like that, shit. You know what I mean? And then we've found fucking ways of nu- like giving ourselves nutrition with the food, so we're smaller, more skinnier, and blah blah blah. Ah, you know, this is the thing with us, right? Anybody going that sounds like bullshit. I, I know, but like we've now get cunts being like, eh, "This is real." So yes. let your imagination run riot, man. Just don't get too scared about it. Like, don't get pure like, worked up. You know, that's true. I think we've found the name of the podcast. What's that? Space time. Space time. There's something so comical about that term. I don't know why. It made me giggle. But I am going to embrace it if it ever happens. But it makes you think. I'm like, what do aliens eat? Like, what's their organs like? Like, This is a thing that maybe they've transcended eating. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't need to eat any milk. Hashtag. <laughs> I, I imagine. That's all they eat. Alien fast. Oh, man. Imagine that in podcasts. You do a wee bit of intermittent fasting, space-time diet. It's all good. Then into the campsies. Uh, <laughs> aye. So there we go. UFOs. Do you want to move on? Aye, mate. Let's do it. How long have we done? 56 minutes. 56 minutes. I've got some good news to share as well. I thought I would. Wait a minute. Let me. There's a couple of things talking about cold water therapy. A website got in touch with me. If you want to come. A website? A website. Uh, I sound like a grander. One of the websites got in touch with the aliens. With the space time and all that. They asked us to go to Mars. Uh, what was I saying now? Uh, a website got in touch with you. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Not a person, but a website got in touch we'll with you. get dementia at 36. Um, aye. A website? Uh-huh. I've got ADHD, ain't I? Aye, mate. Uh, Who got in touch with you? Right. <laughs> a Hingway, a cold water therapy website called Soul Sites. Um, they offered and said, would you like to come and do cold water? A dip and then an infrared sauna and I said can I bring my pal and he said aye so if you're up for it absolutely so it's like a nice bucket and then we'll go in for a sauna so we could film it for the podcast I'm not getting my tits out for the podcast but we can do something you gotta be one of the cunts that wears a t-shirt around the pool I hear I was one of the cunts I would never say that it was fat though I'd be like I've got a skin disorder I need to go in with my t-shirt, my socks, a tie on and all that, just cause my skin. And they're like, darn, you're 20 stone and you're seven. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's your skin. <laughs> What's wrong with it? No, no, it's, I can't even pronounce it. Just get your fucking baps out, man. Aye, I'll get my baps Maybe out. Maybe cares. Do Let's do it. Mate, fuck's sake. I'll get my baps out when the aliens come down. Just take my tap off, lift my tits up. Take us. <laughs> Take us home to your planet. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> mate, see, be it, see, owning a business and fuck, mate, I've not been to the gym in so long, mate. We'll, I'll get my tits out, fuck it. Aye, let's go anyway. It'll just be a laugh. The guy seems like a good guy and it'll just be good to What's go. What's an infrared sauna? Um, I don't know. I think a normal sauna makes you sweat, sweat more. Right. And the infrared one, I don't know what it is. It sounds cool. It sounds fancy anyway. We'll try it. It sounds fancier than a Springburn fucking sauna anyway. When there's people fucking shaving their legs and drinking Yazoo's in it. Let's go to that one. Did the... I like the... The Glasgow sauna. The the, the non-premium version of that is going up the camp season and jumping in your motor and sticking <laughs> heat on. Aye. Aye. So you up for it? Aye, mate. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Even if we don't film it, we can just do it. No, we could film it. We'll get somebody to come along and film us. Crying. Aye. Sharon can do it. I've got hundreds of... I'm not even going to finish that. That's a horrible sentence. I was going to say I've got Nazi tattoos where my tits, but that was a joke. I'm not a Nazi. It's because we were talking about films and it made me think about American History X. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm a fat version of that. I'm not a Nazi. That can be clipped for TikTok. Aye, make that a clip. <laughs> I want to give a couple of shout-outs to some of my pals. I went to see a play. The good news that I've got, I'll get to the good news first. Basically, 
You ever heard of the National Theatre of Scotland? Yeah. Top. You do... Uh, have you been in there? No. Because you did ballet dancing and teaching and stuff. So that's part of that as well. Hi. So like if if you're an actor in Scotland, the National Theatre of Scotland's like the, the biggest thing. So I woke up the other day, I'm not a trained actor, I just do stand-up comedy. I woke up the other day, checked my emails, and I got an email for the National Theatre of Scotland. There's a boy called Kevin P. Day that's a really uh, talented, talented poet, and I've done work with him before. Basically offered me a part in his play for the National Theatre of Scotland next March. I don't think I can mention what it's about, but it's more comedy. Right, is it serious? It's serious. Okay. And I'm not going to mention, I can't mention, I might get into trouble. But I, I'm like, wow, man. Like, I'm absolutely buzzing to sink my teeth into that. Um, it's only for one night, as far as I'm aware. But if it does well, it will go into a tour. This is on you to me. I might be talking shit. It might just be one night. But I, mate, I can't wait. So that's that, amazing news, mate. That's my good news. That's my good news. So you're ditched because Peter Mullen and uh, any other famous Scottish actors, Peter Mullen, Gerald Butler, Gerald Butler, they're my best mate now. Right, okay. I don't need you now. Okay. Jerry Butler. Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Mm-hmm. I'm going for a walk with Brian Cox after this. Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's my good news. That's my good no, news. No, that's amazing news, mate. And like, su- like such a prestigious organization man that's going to be a fucking great credit for you man love it yes i'm looking forward to it and i'm really excited i feel like that's something that i've always wanted today and i feel like i fucking willed that into manifested it i like i actually feel like i put i've seen that man i put that in my vision board no but mate <laughs> 2024 is going to be a fucking massive year for you man with your uh show and at the pavilion we announced that in the pod didn't we yes and then you've got like you're saying like a milestone national theater of scotland hopefully it does well hopefully you get the tour but what am i going to do while you're away come and see me like, i'll come, be back anyway come up come and tour with you aye yeah Mo- emotional support person aye but also a remaining character as well so you won't be you won't be when you won't be going out with Arn. It'll be the character in the play. Yeah. I hope you're all right with that. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm Dardo Day Lewis. I went to see a play the other night actually, and it was with the, the National Theatre of Scotland. It's called Moorcroft. My pal is in it called Sean Connor. Right. And it was fucking unbelievable. Wrote by a really talented writer called Ailey Lone. She's an actress right. as well. She was in a studio with uh, Greg Hemphill, Julie, Julie Nemo. Yeah, Julie Nemo. She did her podcast, and they were talking about that Moorcroft. And Julie Nemo was saying that incredible. It was like incredible. Crying and all that, like, like the in the audience. I cried. I cried. I met. It was like I get, like I say, I've never really been to real theater, and I cried. I laughed. Uh, really, really powerful 
Sorry, I cried and laughed at the same time. That <laughs> <laughs> was before it started. <laughs> I wasn't even in the theatre yet. I was on the bus. <laughs> I was thinking more about... Uh, what's his name? With Neil and I. Hi. I laughed. I cried. Do you remember that? <laughs> like when he seen Star Wars? Hi. He was in Star Wars. What's his like name that? again? I laughed. I cried. <laughs> what's his name? Lemmy? No, no. Lemmy took the piss out of Oh, it. yeah. Richard E. Grant. Yes, yes. That's you. Got to see Moorcroft. I laughed. I cried. Cheers for pissing on my, my, my nice night. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. So would you recommend that? Yes, but it's sold out for the rest of the week. So I think they're going to take it on tour, but... I mean, Sean is my pal, and we're going to get him on the podcast, but that was really, really impressive, like, for the set design, to the, the vision, to the colours. They even had, like, dance scenes in it, and it was just so impressive to see, like, a cast of all these people just, like, as one. They, every movement. Because when I do comedy, a lot of it's improv, and you can tell when you watch something like that, everything is just perfection. And uh, she's a very talented writer, Ailey, and I think she's going to be, she's going to be massive. And I think I would love to see Moorcroft on the big screen. I genuinely think if it was on the big screen, it would equal Train Spotting or like Sunshine and Leaf. It would be equally as big and as popular. And it's fucking amazing that. Um, Go and see it while it's still in the theatres. Yeah, I'm going to go and check it out then. Because people in my industry are like, oh, females deserve a chance. And it's quite condescending. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when people say that, when you've got people like Ailey, who is a fucking genius. So, I don't even know her. So, all the best here. Can I be in Moorcroft too? <laughs> 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 Come on, please, Bobby. I'll do Bobby. So that's me covered all the subjects, Aye, mate. mate. We're, we're past hour anyway, mate, so we can wrap up. Um, it's been different. It has been different, Sharon. Thank you for, for coming in. Have you enjoyed it? What does it feel seeing this side to me? Thank you. Thank you very much. And Well, that, that doubt the mic will pick up, so Sharon said she feels close to Darren. Closer. Closer. I feel closer to you as well. Well, we are actually closer. Usually I'm at the other side of the room. Which brings us to the next part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, uh, Paul, thank you for having us into your house, mate. I know it's been a stressful week with, with stuff with the studio. To the patron members, thank you for just being uh, understanding and supportive of the situation. As always, can you leave us a five-star review on Spotify or a wee worded review on Apple. WhatsApp groups, they're massive. You're getting all these videos shared into your WhatsApp groups. Tell your pals. Like, if you enjoy your podcast, tell us. When I tweet it, nobody retweets it, even though we get a lot of, like, people listening. Retweet it, share it on the stories, so that shit help us out. Um, Again, thank you to Alan and Argue. Alan Argue for sponsoring the podcast. Have you got anything to say, Paul? No, mate. Enjoy your weekend, mate. See you next week. Absolutely. In the studio? Maybe. Okay. If the electricity gets put back on. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, everybody.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.